All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's after 3 o'clock. How are you? It's game day. Welcome back to the Gregor Show, Sports 1440, Orders Nation YouTube, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Are you feeling lucky? And I'm not talking about the orders because I know order fans are hoping, well, trust me. Uh, well, some of you, we've got texts like this. Like, this is supposed to be a nice day. Hey, Gregor, love the show, love everything you raise money for. Have to say, though, I'm really hoping the orders lose tonight. Can they lose in overtime and get a point? Then you just have to grow your hair longer. To me, I view that as a win for everyone from Frank. Well, I'm not sure everyone, Frank, I myself would definitely not consider that a win. And like either way, even if the orders win tonight, I still have nine more weeks of grown out this ridiculous hairstyle. So it's uh, like nine weeks, like that'd be 13 weeks, man. I think that's, I think that's a pretty good commitment, right? To have the, uh, the ring of confidence grow out in certain areas. Right, it's more in the ditches than the than the highway right now. So I have to disagree with you, Frank. That everyone, that's a win for. Definitely not myself. Probably not my wife. Kids, I'm coaching hockey on. So there's a few people that might disagree, but I I can understand why. I get people, you know, I get the humor. If it wasn't me growing it, I'd be chuckling too. Don't get me wrong. I'm I totally in understanding why you view that way. So, but I politely say, screw you, Frank. Screw you. Uh, play Alberta, though. I'll, I'll say this. And you win the uh, the $48 million, I could go invest in so many. I could get a toupee. Grow my house for a year. Who cares? You could have a sick toupee, right? It wouldn't matter. Now, I'm not doing it. I'm just saying. It would be easier. You have $48 million, I, Whatever cost it would take to make a ridiculously realistic-looking toupee, I could do. 
right? If you had 48 million, a little extra to waste on. And even the most high-end toupee, like what's it going to cost? Like I have no idea what's a toupee cost, like five grand, a good one? Like what's the rabbit pelt going to cost you? I don't know. I see Connor is uh, feverishly trying to find what it is. I'm trying to find out, but it's taking me to Spirit Halloween, and that's not going to be a good toupee. No, no, no. no. you got to look up real toupee. So. Well, some of our, somebody out there is probably wearing one. They can tell me. Hmm. I think 300. Oh, that's it? Yeah. For a good toupee? I'm, I'm looking through here. Yeah, like, they don't look bad, actually. Ooh. Hey, Gregor, let's see an update. We can watch a show right now on Orders Nation YouTube, right there, on camera. You can see it. Now, with the head's uh, phone on, maybe uh, maybe I'll do a segment without it. But um, even without it, if I take it off now, you can't. Uh, yeah, no, it does definitely looks worth without it off. Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty obvious for sure. So. Yeah, see, but I have to have the headphones on. Otherwise, especially when we have a guest on, because can't hear. Them. So does does seem to go up to like a thousand. There are some. Yeah, I would think really that, high. Dude, if ones. I'm winning forty eight mil, I'm getting the <laughs> Rolls Royce of toupees. Okay, like there'll be no cost spared here. I want to be able to roll into a room with the toupee on, and like into a room where no one knows me, not knowing that I was obviously bald before, and then just uh, roll in with it, and people wouldn't know. Could you pull the Moira Rose and have like fifty wigs, and then just change it up every day? Well, why not? I think I think that if would I be got, the if I got forty eight mil that I've wanted PlayAlberta.ca. <laughs> I I would probably like you know what maybe I want to you know want to try like how would I look in a blonde, right? I get, like it. Get a, get a, maybe like a like a streaked one, right? Like in the summertime, you definitely could you know get a lighter one, right? The sun's out. My hair used to be quite blonde in the summertime. So get a little uh, sun bake on it. Yeah. Moira Rose. <laughs> she had a great catalog. <laughs> a lot uh, of good looks. Yeah. She had a few of them <laughs> for sure. I like it. Um, uh, we'll update you on the uh, month of giving. But first, we're going to go in the room brought to you by NextGen Transportation. I want a big shout out to uh, Devo from NextGen. Of course, because uh, he qualified. He's on the Canadian National Bob Subtee on the world tour right now. World Cup Tour, and then, of course, getting set for uh, Olympic trials. No leg day skip for old Devo, the power guy on the bobsleigh. So congratulations. I love it. Um, hey, Gregor, what was the bet? Well, it, I, I think bet's probably misleading because usually when you have a bet, there's something you can win. Basically, mine was I only lose. There was no, there was no winning which makes it even worse. And trust me, I know it was me. I'm not blaming anyone else. I'm just, I don't even know if bet would have been the right term, but it was on the Monday when the orders were in Vancouver and I talked, I said, I expect the orders to lose tonight. They weren't playing well at the time and Vancouver was playing pretty well. And I said, and order fans are like, what are you talking about? I said, well, don't worry. They'll win on Thursday against like the Sharks are terrible and they were terrible and they continue to be terrible. I guess maybe a little bit above terrible lately. They're scrappy. And I just kind of off the cuff said, man, I'm pretty confident the orders would win so much. I'd even grow my hair out. And then Connor's like, for how long? I'm like, well, obviously not a day. That would like any idiot could do that. So I was like, nah, six months. Like I was very confident they would win. And I, Connor didn't have to give up anything. Like it was such a ridiculous decision by myself. It's like I was the orders in their own zone, just serving up a pizza. Comes back right in your face. 
Now, the good news is if they do win five games in a row, it only has to be three months. So, which uh, tomorrow will be, uh, if they win tonight, then it's nine weeks left. If they lose, it's potentially 22. Because they still could start another winning streak at some point. So, not great. Not great at all. Now, let's go uh, in the room, brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. Uh, Vincent DeHarnay sat down with the big man to uh, to discuss lots of things and just kind of asked about Paul Coffey. He's had a few weeks now to get used to Paul Coffey. And just there's obviously been a change, right? It's clearly there's something different. It's connected with the players. What originally do you feel was the biggest difference maker? Well, first of all, I think the first thing that that we were uh, kind of missing, we're struggling with, is our confidence as a team. And I think that's what uh, Chris and, and Paul did when, when when they came in. They really focused on trying to bring positivity, trying to bring uh, um, just like a smile every day, and and just just trying to get better and confidence. You know, we were we, were, we used to be a confident group in here. Like we know what we have, and uh, we were kind of missing that. And and those guys brought brought that back, which is great for us. Um, and just personally for Paul, uh, with Paul, he's been uh, he's been really good at uh, communicating on the bench, and uh, even sometimes you'll have a bad shift, you'll make a, a bad mistake, and instead of just you know telling you, like he knows that we know, and he'll just tell us, hey, right back, like next shift, I need you, I need you to be back. So it, it helps so much with the confidence of kind of letting go, like the, the mistake that just happened, and you can you can kind of put it, put it behind you and, and put a shift over it, put a good shift over it, which is great, and I think the or, or, or all of the I've been playing so much better uh, with him behind the bench, and um, it's nothing crazy he's doing. It's the small little things, small little details. Uh, like I said, he's positive, co- uh, communicates a lot with us, and um, I think that it kind of brought brought us together as as, uh, as a decor, um, and we feel more more uh, connected uh, together. I've understood that he'll sit down in a video session with the t- with the defenders as a group. And then he shows good plays are made by you, but then also good plays made by other guys, yeah. and says you can do that. Yeah, no, exactly. Like that's. Uh, I remember his the, the first time he talked to us uh, when he came in, and he was like, "I'm expecting you guys to learn from each other." He was when someone makes a mistake, like the, the person next to him, listen and pay attention and learn from that mistake. And he goes, "I want to learn from you guys too." He goes, it doesn't matter how old I am, what I've done, I want to learn from you guys. You're smart players, so right away he gives us the confidence. Right, we kind of. Bit build the relationship and feel more confident and, and more comfortable going to talk to him for if you have questions and and uh, and whatnot but um yeah it's i mean i know i've been repeating confidence but i think that's the biggest thing that he brought to our, our decor is the confidence in making plays and confidence of trusting your partner um and not just kind of throwing the puck everywhere and just trying to clean uh, the zone is it at all different that you have a hall of fame or one of the greatest defensemen ever really kind of pump you guys up as a cheerleader like you know I'm sure you have lots of people in your family you've talked about how they're their biggest supporter but now you have a Hall of Fame coach who's that is it a little different in a way um I think I don't think so. I mean, I, obviously, the first day you're you're like, holy, like Paul Coffey there. Like it's not, you know, like my it's my my dad's like favorite player of all time. Like you know, so stuff like that. You think about it, but I, you just kind of let it go. And at the end of the day, he's a great person. He's a great uh, hockey guy. He's a, he's a hockey brain, right? He loves hockey so much, and um, it's uh, obviously it's you listen to him, and and you know, it's pretty easy to whatever he tells you. You're like that guy knows what he's talking about, right? He's been around, and um, but no, it's been it's been great. To to, to have him and he, he brought a, a different voice different energy and uh, I think that's uh, that's what the team needed 
you send a selfie of you and Paul to your dad yet? Uh, no, he actually met him last year. Yeah, we were. Uh, he came down for uh, for uh, the first two games against LA in playoffs, and after the the second game, uh, he, he walked past him. So I was, "Hey, Paul, like meet my my parents." And my dad's English is not the best, but he just forgot how to speak. Like, he was, uh, big fan, big fan. And he didn't know what to say. He was like, "It's one of the first times I see my dad speechless." Like my dad always talks, and he was he kind of froze because he was so impressed by him. So it's pretty cool to have him as my uh, as my uh, my my D coach right now. The other factor is there's been a little bit more continuity on the D pairs. Every defenseman, you know, not that you don't like seven, but six, you just you get used to the same guys. And Darnell spoke yesterday about how everybody's making plays. And he specifically said, you know, like you just look at, you know, Vinny and, and Kulak and how many good plays guys are making. And it seems to be a little infectious now that, you know, does that come from Paul saying learning from others' mistakes, but then also watch the good plays the other guys yeah, make? Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, there's no, uh, oh, well, Nursey, uh, because it's Nursey, you know, we'll just show Nursey. Or because it's whatever is positive is positive and whatever, you know, he's, he's showing, which is good. And just, you know, seeing clips of me doing the right things, yes, it's good for the other the other demon. It's good for me because I see I'm like okay I can make that play. You know they show a clip of Nursey doing it and they show a clip of me doing it afterwards. They're like all right. It's not because you know we're I'm I'm, I'm on the the third pairing. And I just have to clear the puck every time and just ice it and I can actually make plays too. And um, yeah and obviously playing you know when you play every game with with the same partner you kind of build uh, a relationship. You build some chemistry and you know we're sitting next to to each other here. Uh, you know we I feel like you're you're building a little bit more. So when you when you get on the ice, you don't have to talk as much because you, you know where where the other guy where the, the other guy is, and um, kind of the same thing on on the PK. I've been playing with with Eki, you know, every game on the PK, and you know we, we we're starting to build something where we don't have to talk as much because we know where the other person is going to be, um, and it's it's it feels good. It feels good when you get on the ice, you you get a kill and come back on the bench with your partner. You get excited, and say, hey, let's go. That was a great shift. Let's build. Let's build instead of always kind of mixing guys and switching partners it's a little bit harder to build some chemistry with that uh, but no so far we just gotta we just gotta keep going keep keep the keep the wins going one game at a time one practice at a time and we just gotta keep getting better because I think with the decor we have here like we're playing great but I think we have like the ceiling is a lot higher than, than, than it is now so we just gotta keep getting better every day and a three game point streak um, you've, you know you got three points there you're all, I don't know that you're a defensive guy you take a lot of pride yeah. in the PK and everything but how much of, is it just convinced that like, I can make more plays yep. and I'm not going to be here to, to score, but yep. I should chip in maybe more than I had expected earlier. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I I think I can I can make plays, especially in the ozone. I just got to get uh, be more confident with it. Um, like, like I mentioned earlier, like I've I've kind of had the m- mindset when I got here of guys don't need me to, to produce offensively. I just got to clear the zone, just got to clear the zone, and I've been shifting my mindset to making more plays instead of just clearing the zone, making more plays and trying to skate, trying to to, to go in the offense, being the fourth man in instead of just staying back, being the fourth man, being the third guy driving uh, the net. Um, so just small things that I have the speed for it, I have I have the IQ for it, and I just got to keep doing it. And I think the more I get involved in the ozone I think the more the more I can help uh, the team and uh, yeah it's like I know I have it in me I just got to keep practicing been practicing a lot after practices with uh, with Stewie about just puck handling and, and making plays making short short little plays like I'm such a big guy with big sticks and times not always easy um, but I've, I've been feeling a difference already so three more months of, of doing that after every practice I think uh, I think uh, there's gonna be something really nice there 
There's a Vincent DeHarnay who's constantly looking at ways to try to improve his game. Right? Like there's certain things you can't teach for DeHarnay, six foot seven, two hundred and thirty pounds, right? Like he's gonna naturally take up space. That's what makes him a good penalty killer. But as he knows, if if you want to evolve and do more and maybe get a little bit more ice time, hey, I look at Hawk and Paw and I say, Why can't Vincent DeHarnay be on the same trajectory as him? Go look at Hawk and Paw's career and look at where he is now. I I, th- I find it interesting how so many people are hell-bent on just saying, well, Broberg's got to play because he's a former first-rounder. I Again, to, former first-rounders, that's all it means. It's not even former because you'll always be a first-rounder. He's a first-rounder. So what? It was four and a half years ago. What have you done since? What have you done since? All right, like what element does Philip Broberg give you that says, wow, and I'm not saying he can't be a good player, but what has he done that says he deserves to just be given opportunities? Was DeHarnay given an opportunity or did he earn his opportunity? I think, I think we all know the answer to that. So I don't, to me, the mistake on Broberg is the fact that he hasn't been in the minors for the last few weeks. That's the air. And, you know, you, you listen to DeHarnay there, and he's, hey, you know what, man? Three straight months of this every day after practice, and you're going to see. And that's how you get better. It's the only way to get better. Right? You got to put in the extra time and the extra work and just keep doing it. And then there's some natural talents and some natural things that you can't work on, like size. Nobody else is just going to naturally be six foot seven. So that's the advantage he has. And now he has to use it to his advantage. We'll come back. We will update you on the uh, month of giving and more on the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 328. Welcome back, Greger Show and Sports 1440. We'll update you on the uh, month of giving. We've got a little movement there, so we'll uh, update you on that uh, right after. We get to our big guest of the day brought to you by Silent Ice Sports and Entertainment Group, an innovative market leader across uh, Western Canada, owning the... Uh, Seattle Thunderbirds, the Spruce Grove Saints, the Junior Prospects Hockey League, Silent Rides, Charters, and much more. Also, I just opened up a new arena uh, just uh, in Nisku. It's fantastic. Uh, we need more ice here in uh, in the Edmonton area. That is uh, Silent Ice Sports and Entertainment. And uh, Austin Mock uh, joins us uh, talking uh, all things NFL as uh, we're down. Man, it's going to be a great playoff race in, uh, in both Conferences, Austin. I guess the uh, the first one is, you know, early on, you know, the big one is the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, they had a tough loss against Cincinnati, uh, not just on the scoreboard, but also their quarterback. Sounds like maybe it's not too serious, but what do you think the chances are he plays this weekend, Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, it's it's that's the tough one, right? It looked his reaction, I think, was the thing that scared everybody uh, on the field Monday night. And I think I think he'll try to give it a go. The nice part about high ankle sprains with quarterbacks is I don't want to say it's like not as important, but you're not cutting as much as like a wide receiver or running back or anything like that. So I think it's higher than your normal NFL player high ankle sprain. But, you know, it's one of the Jags are in a, a really good position to make the playoffs anyway. They took a decent hit to their like chance of getting the buy by losing on Monday. 
So, like, maybe they take a shot here and just rest him, make sure it's good, get an extra week. Because if you re-aggravate it, yeah. then maybe he's out for a couple more weeks. So, I don't know. I think it might be like a true coin flip uh, at this point. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, they rested him. <clears throat> well, as somebody who has him in fantasy football and we're one week from the playoffs, let him rest so he's good for my playoff <laughs> week. That's uh, that's where I'm at. Um, but and, I, and I'm not even joking about that. So. But you, you look at the playoff picture and the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Jaguars. Then you got the Steelers, like the Indianapolis Colts, the Cleveland Browns, Texans. They're all in the mix at, at seven and five. Out of those four teams, Steelers, Colts, Browns, Texas. And I guess we can't even rule out the Broncos who put themselves back in or the Bills. Who, who do you like as the, the two teams to make it out of those six? I, I'm going to, it's tough. I, I, from a play, playoff odds standpoint, I think Houston has a good shot. I think their schedule, uh, is, is I have their remaining strength of schedule 29th in the NFL. I think they have the, the easiest path. I know they just got banged up, tanked Dell out for the year, but CJ Stroud has been fantastic for them. The second most likely for my number is the Browns. And that just like, it sounds so just terrible to me. Uh, but like the Colts and the Steelers are right there as well. Uh, the Bills have a huge yeah. like uphill battle. They have the toughest remaining schedule per my numbers. Um, obviously, they play the Chiefs this weekend. That's a huge game for their ability to make the playoffs. So uh, yeah, it, it's, it's gross. But I think Houston has the nod there. And then I'd go Browns after that. What about the Chiefs? Where do you come out on them? Uh, you know, they've been, they've looked good at times and then they've had some, you know, they've lost to some teams you wouldn't expect them to lose to. Uh, they obviously have some issues at wide receiver. Are the Chiefs a legit contender? Is the fact that they just don't have a playmaker outside of Kelsey in the receiving core that they're not going to be a threat come playoff time? I think they'll be a contender. I think it would be much tougher, you know, if Joe Burrow was healthy. That would, you know, you're taking another elite team. But if we're talking about Houston and Cleveland and possibly Indianapolis or Pittsburgh getting in the playoffs, that could make their road a little bit easier. Um, like they've already beat the Dolphins. You know, if the Bills don't make the playoffs, like the AFC could wind up being, I don't want to say easy to make it to the Super Bowl, but uh, I think they're still there. I, you know, a lot of it's been drops. I think that can kind of correct itself. Maybe a little bit of, you know, bad variance there for the Chiefs, but like, they just haven't had the explosives either. They need to find a way to get some explosive plays. Like that game yeah. uh, this past weekend's the Packers, it was like 13-play drive. To, like, they just can't stretch the field. Uh, that's what they really need to figure out if they want to repeat. I don't know if it's a Super Bowl hangover from last year or what, but uh, they definitely have some uh, skill position issues that they need to iron out. But Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. So, Well, he puts <laughs> the ball in the right place, but you're right. They've had way too many drops at key times. And now, I don't know, maybe – Maybe you get some extra stick them if we go to the replacements and, and see if, uh, see if that works or not. But if their receivers could just hold on to the ball. And, and the thing is, some of those drops, Austin, it's not like these are really high, you know, high skill set ability to catch the ball. Like some of them are right in their hands and they just drop it. Like that's what's got to be infuriating for the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I remember the one against the Eagles a couple weeks ago oh. to Marcus Valdez Scanling. You know, that was, probably going to be a touchdown as he rolled into the end zone. And like, that was a tougher catch, but a lot of them, yeah, are just like simple. They're not even like deep passes. A lot of the time, it's like a five yard, like crossing pattern that they're just dropping. It's right in their chest. They don't get it. And that's, you know, that loss in the game against Detroit earlier in the year. And when, you know, you're trying to get the buy that first round by the one seed in the AFC, one game is can be the difference here because now the Dolphins are up on them. So yeah, they need to figure out the drops. And then I think they'll be fine. The defense has been good enough. Um, they just 
Got to catch the ball. Fundamentals, right? Uh, and then the uh, the big game this uh, week, of course, Philly and Dallas, a huge rivalry. Uh, you've got uh, Philly, who just got spanked by the uh, 49ers, and Dallas has looked really good uh, as of late, blowing out some teams. What do you make of that Eagles game, especially because they lost in areas which are their strength? Like, they lost both the battles in the line of scrimmage, which is two of the strength of their team. Yeah, San Fran right now is – uh, on another level um they're they're uh, far and away the best team uh in 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 my numbers right now so philly's taking a bit of a step back they've been they've played a gauntlet of a schedule their last like five six games have been against like the cream of the crop where dallas is kind of the opposite they're playing they've played some worse teams and they're absolutely obliterating them but i do think definitely on defense i think philadelphia's defense is not what we've seen the the defensive lines not getting the the sacks you know they had a, a, it felt like they had a million sacks last year those aren't aren't there as much and then like the defensive backfield is is struggling as well i've seen they just got Shaq leonard um they're they're struggling at linebacker so i think their problem is more so on the defense i think dallas's defense is struggling too so i think we could get some uh I think that could be a, a, a really fun, high-scoring affair in, in Dallas. Uh, slight, slight edge to Dallas going into that game for me uh, to win it, but uh, I think we could see some points as both defenses have been a little subpar. <clears throat> when you look at at the bottom, uh, you know, you look at these teams like Carolina and like the, they don't even like they've traded their number one pick, and it's obviously uh, you know it's not working out for them uh, whatsoever. But the uh, the the Bears are the interesting one to me. That you know they had a win, so the chances of them maybe getting the two top picks look like it's a, it's out of the mix at, at this point. But you know what do you make of the Bears and and Fields? How like if Fields plays well down the stretch, do they still go to Williams or do you think they stick with Fields? That's the uh, – I'm glad I'm not their GM, right? Because um, since – I think since week four, they've kind of tweaked their offense a bit. He's actually played pretty well. Yeah. Um, you, you've seen the flashes. Like, it's not like – it's not a no-brainer, obviously. Um, and it's like, okay, can we – can he still keep pro- uh, progressing here? So, yeah, that's tough. I, I don't – I lean towards always trying to get that, you know, like uh, because Williams and May are like considered, I don't want to say generational prospects or anything like that, but they're like top notch QBs. Like I think they're better than better prospects than the QBs from last year. I, I just lean towards them kind of getting that reset. It's the safer thing, but like, you know, the NFC is kind of weak. If fields plays well to end the year, I do not envy. Maybe they flip them, you know, cause the rest of the roster's not quite there yet. Maybe they can trade fields. A lot of teams need quarterbacks oh, in the gosh, NFL right yes. now. <laughs> they can, you know, they can trade and get some more draft capital. Um, you know, see, see what kind of happens there, but it's a tough question. I can see it going either way. I think it's pretty close to a coin flip. The, the, the last, you know, five weeks or so are going to be, uh, pretty big for them and what their future holds. Yeah. So let's <laughs> say it plays well. What would be a, a decent, like, or a fair return? for fields if they opt to trade him and then take Williams number one. Yeah, it's tough because if they start like saying, hey, we want to trade Justin Fields, everybody else is going to be like, all right, so you want to take a quarterback. We're not going to pay up for him, you know, so but it's also a quarterback because like if you're a team, you know, there's again, like two thirds of the NFL needs a quarterback right now, it seems like Um, I I think they could get I think they'll get a decent bit because he has again if he plays well down the stretch I think they'll they'll get a considerable offer for him I don't know I think we're far away like we're not getting the 
those crazy offers from the last couple of years where like teams are giving up like three firsts or anything like that. Uh, I don't think the bears will have that leverage, but uh, I think they can get a decent bit. If they want to reset, I mean, you got to take what you can get because you know, you can't just be have, you can't have two young quarterbacks on your team. Cause that's just not gonna, that's just not going to work out. No, that, that usually that's not a recipe uh, for success. Um, you know, we've talked about the chiefs and, and they got to, you know, some question marks and some weaknesses. I look in the uh, in the NFC, and when I see you know the Eagles, the like the Forty ers if they're healthy, to me, I have no issue with. What do you make of the Lions? Though they had a tough Thanksgiving Day loss, uh, they've improved. Obviously, they're going to have their best record in decades. You know, they're they're going to get a home playoff date. Uh, it, it would seem most likely uh, at this point, anyway. But what do you uh, what do you make of the Lions, and you know, how much of a threat could they be? I think with their offense, they're explosive enough and efficient enough to to give anybody a run in the playoffs. But we've seen, like, I, I'm not a big believer in their defense. Um, I think their defensive line can get after the quarterback a little bit, but I just don't think the back end can hold up for them. And it's it's just it's really difficult in the NFL if you aren't a balanced team going into the playoffs. You know, the weather gets colder. I know they play in a dome, but. Um, the weather gets colder. You got to be able to kind of play a balanced style of football. So I have pause about their defense, but you know, again, the NFC, you know, if they get the three C, I mean, they're still alive for the one seed. It's not very likely, but they could still get it. They can, they can make some noise. I just, I don't trust their balance compared to what, you know, the, even the Eagles and the Cowboys, who I don't think are great balanced teams right now, but I think they're a notch up from them. So I think they can do it. The offense is explosive enough. And again, you put them in a dome. I think they, their offense on a given day can, can light it up with anybody, but I have concerns about how the defense holds up over uh, if they have to play, you know, multiple teams of Dallas, Philly, or San Fran. Awesome. We really appreciate the rundown, my man. Have yourself a great day. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Enjoy that's, the rest of your day. Betcha. That's uh, Austin Mock joining us from The Athletic. Uh, lots of storylines by the NFL. This stretch drive is going to be great. Like, look at the races. And the great part is it's not just the races to get in. There's obviously good races at the bottom for the wall card. But the seeding races, Eagles, 49ers, Lions, Cowboys, all within a game to see who's going to get uh, the bye. And then, of course, in the AFC, you got the Dolphins, the Ravens at 9-3, and three, Chiefs and Jags at 8-4. and four. And then there's a boatload of teams for those uh, final few playoff spots. It's going to be awesome. Steelers, Colts, Browns, Texans. Like, are any of them really good? Maybe that's probably a fair point. The top four teams, I think, are after that. Meh. But I do like the races at the top. That, to me, is uh, more intriguing. Could there be an upset? 100%. This will make it fun. And I do wonder, how many more years till the NFL goes to 16 teams? I say two, Connor. Two more years, and then the NFL will go to 16 teams in the playoffs. What do you think? Oh, of course. Anything to generate more revenue, the NFL will certainly do it. They'll but probably... I just think it's better, too, though. It's it's more, You don't need a bye week for one team. I, I don't see you play all these games, and that's a pretty significant advantage. Why should there be that advantage? Because some years you have two teams tied for the same record, and it's based on, you know, you play one game out of 17, and that might be the difference maker. So I love the fact that they would go to 16. There's no buys in the NBA. There's no buys in the NHL. There should be no buys in the NFL. Well, I mean, those games are... Not quite as physical, one might argue. I, I don't know. I, I kind of like it. Giving one team that reward, if they want it, it, it might make a game a little more meaningful towards the end of the season to get that week off. I'm sure the players enjoy it. 
I, I have no issue with the bye week. If, if they want to extend it and make more teams get into the playoffs, though, I like that, too. I, I'm good either way on this one, but I, th- I think a lot of football guys love that bye week opportunity and the chance to get it. 342, we'll come back. i got to update you on the month of giving when we return on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live on Orders Nation YouTube. 347, welcome back. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. Sports 1440, a lot of texts flying in. 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. Uh, lots of questions about the Orders and Broberg. We'll get to uh, all of that uh, in a sec. Some fun ones too. But uh, first, it is a month of giving. It's a fun month for us. Uh, raise a lot of money to help uh, various charities. And uh, we started with two. Now we actually have a third package, a little extra bonus for you. So uh, package number one is the ultimate made to measure from Mr. Dirk, where uh, you will get in, uh, you know, you get uh, over $1,500. And for two hand-picked outfits from Sterling, he'll come in, you tell him kind of what you like, and then he will make it look awesome. Blazers, shoes, jeans, you know, T-shirt, whatever you want. It's going to look great. All right, then you got an additional $500 in GCs and go to shirts, ties, accessories, anything you like. They got some cool hats there, too. Six shoes. T-shirts. Unreal. So you name it, they got it all. Uh, all the tailoring of the clothes that you buy that day are included. Right? You know, maybe you're going to get yourself a new suit. Hey, you got to have a tailor. Maybe you want to fit sharp, so you'll have that. You also get the in-store consultation with Sterling to help out uh, uh, fill out your wardrobe properly. So currently, uh, Connor has that at uh, $2,000, which is a good price. Obviously, you want to get it a little bit more to get to uh, face value. We're all about face value on the show when it comes to the charity. And by the way, for that package, you're helping out Brightview Elementary Breakfast Program. So kids can just have a simple thing like a breakfast so they're allowed to think and learn and uh, when you're full, you can learn way better. That's just that's just a fact. So uh, you want in on that one? 833-401-1440. That's package number one. Package number two, currently at uh, $1,500 from Emil. You have uh, all the golfing at the Ranch Golf and Country Club, uh, 10 rounds uh, with the uh, driving range before you round, power card, everything else. Uh, then you're going to have another day where you and three of your friends, so three more rounds, uh, with their head pro, Sean Piercy, and he's getting off his wallet. Lunch and bevies are on him. Also, any sort of, uh, he's a certified professional instructor. So if you want uh, any tips on the course as you're playing, you can kind of watch your game. Ask him. If not, you just have some fun. It's your choice. Then another day, you and a friend will uh, tee it up with GM Murray McCourt and uh, Kevin Carius uh, from the morning show here on Sports 1440. Uh, fun match, lots of chirping. Also, uh, those two will get off their uh, wallets and uh, provide lunch and beverages as well. For you. So uh, Emil has that right now to steal at 1500 So we want to get that one up. And, of course, uh, you know, that'll be in the summertime during the golf season, of course. So 833-401-1440. And uh, right now we're at a bargoon of uh, $400. And this was a kind of a last-minute or uh, add-in that we have it for the uh, Oiler game tonight. And it is uh, a loge table. So four seats. All right. From uh, Madeira, uh, Madeira Forest Products, okay? So four low seats. Right now it's 100 bucks a seat. That's a steal. Great seats for that. So it's uh, 400 You want to help out? You want to go to the game tonight? Get some friends. Get a good deal in the uh, loge section. Orders could win five in a row. Dare to dream. Dare to dream. At least my hair is. I'll tell you that right now. So package one, 2000 for Dirks. Package two is currently 1500 at uh, all the golf at the ranch. Carries some McCord and Piercy. And uh, 15 rounds of golf. Also, uh, package number three is the uh, Loge table for tonight's game, the Orders and the Hurricanes. 
401-1440. Just be sure to put your name, uh, which package you're bidding on, and the amount. So uh, let's get it up. Uh, we're helping out Brightview Elementary uh, Lunch Program. And also for, and that's for uh, one and three. And then uh, package number two will be for uh, Operation Friendship Senior Society. All right. So uh, there you go. Let's uh, help out two smaller charities that, you know what, they cover each end of the spectrum. Uh, the seniors who kind of get uh, overlooked and then young kids just to have a meal. Like think about something as simple as that, that uh, otherwise they go to school, they go hungry and uh, it's really hard to learn and uh, and become a better person and more educated when, you, when you're starving. So that's, uh, you know, and, you know, there's a big demand, uh, the demand for that program. They do a great job with those kids and, uh, that's awesome. So you're going to look awesome at Mr. Dirk. And every time you look in the mirror, you'll be like, Hey, I'm looking good. But also you'll know that, uh, there's kids getting, uh, getting a meal. So it's uh, great. So, uh, we're now up to, uh, 600 on the, uh, table from, uh, Pat C for tonight. Well, there we go, Pat. I like it. Let's keep it rolling. Lots more texts coming in. Hey, Gregor, you and uh, Low Tide should debate. He thought the orders have uh, blown it with Broberg. Well, he's entitled to that opinion. Um, hey, I can see why people think, hey, the orders haven't developed them properly. I don't think he's ruined, though. I want to make that abundantly clear. Right? Like, he is, he's 22 years of age. Should he have been down in the American League? Could he have 10 more American League games this year? Yes, he could. I understand why he was here to start the season. Echo was hurt, and then DeHarnay got hurt in the second game. Right, so they had 6D for the first three games. Then they played seven a few times. Obviously, he hasn't played very much lately, and that's not ideal. And so when you have a young player and he's not playing, Ken Holland has said this many times, well, then he goes to the minors. So I'd be curious why last year they allowed it to last longer with Holloway. Like, Holloway is playing six, seven minutes a night. And, and I, hey, I understand if guys are playing 10 minutes even, that you can learn something. I get it. But eventually they sent him down. And by then, to me, I thought it was too late. Like you could have, you could call Brad Malone. You could have called lots of other guys up. That the impact on the game that they were making in that limited time wouldn't have been much less than what uh, what you were getting in pack in um, from Holloway, right? Like, let's be real about it. You wouldn't have. He could have been down there gaining confidence, playing. And who knows? Maybe he would have been called up after a month. Right? Would have been very simple. So I just, I don't like that. I think that's valid. But I also think Broberg's got to take some ownership here. He got beat out by Vinny DeHarnay. Because remember, Broberg was up here before DeHarnay last year. And yeah, I get that it's righty versus lefty, and that plays a part in it, sure. But Broberg's played the right side, and I think if he's playing well enough... And play better. Like I look at Broberg now and I say, okay, what is he? The one thing he's got to get better at. Because even if he was playing more minutes, the one. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully. With expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. thing I think he has to improve is his strength. And you're not just going to make like his skating. I have no issue with it. Like he moves the puck well enough. I see people that say, hey, you know what, his, his hockey IQ is a concern. Okay, maybe, but I will say it's infinitely harder to play naturally and, less, and relaxed when you're not playing very many minutes and you're not playing very often, right? Because now you're worried to make a mistake or you're not in rhythm, you're overthinking, so I understand all that. And that's why send, it, it's December 6th. Send, he could play three months in the minors. Then maybe all of a sudden you have a serious injury. Boom, you call him up. Now he's confident. He's playing a lot of minutes. Great. He's still only 22. So, like, this is the simplest decision ever. There is, by the time I'm on air tomorrow, Philip Broberg better have been reassigned to Bakersfield. Otherwise, what is the organization doing? What, what's their direction? Because trading him right now doesn't make much sense to me. You're not going to get much return. You're probably going to lose the trade, so why make it? Plus, then you might even weaken your defensive depth. You trade Broberg tomorrow, and then next week a defenseman gets hurt, and now what? Now you're playing Denieter Gleason, and mm, I'm not sold that either one of those guys is going to give you more than what you could get from Philip Broberg. So I'd keep him, bring up one of those guys. They can sit in the press box, they can practice, you know, get a little bit of NHL lifestyle. Awesome. And then if there is an injury or one of your D-men really struggles, you need to take him out of the lineup, well, then you recall Broberg. To me, it's pretty simple. That's exactly what I would do. And I would do it I would do it sooner than later. I would get him down there tomorrow so he can play on Friday, play Saturday, and then get into a rhythm and keep playing minutes. There is zero reason to do it. Terry comes in at $2,000 on the uh, golf package. Oh, nice little raise, Terry. I like it. All right. Uh, now we're uh, we're running. Hey, Gregs, I heard Sarah Valley talk up the idea of the order trading Kulak to open up a spot for Broberg. We'll also open up all the cap space. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I get the theory of it for sure. But again, um, so what are you uh, – if you're trading him just to open up cap space – then you're likely might have to add something to it. Like, I think Brett Kulak's a solid NHL defenseman. I know people are, hey, Gregor, look at his his uh, five on five, you know, his minus eight. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair, right? It's uh, 19 goals against 11-4. Keep in mind, though, that there's four games where there's nine goals. Vegas, Carolina, 
And the Vegas game, two of them, he was on the ice where he had nothing to do with. And the Vancouver game to start the year, which was a debacle. Right? First period in Carolina. So, yeah, I understand it totally hasn't looked good. But when you dig deeper into it, it's kind of a few rough games that have really skewed the numbers for him overall if you're just looking at goals for goals against. I don't think Brett Kulak's played that poor. Right, I, I see that number bounced around a lot, so I went and I dug into it. I looked into it. Go back and watch the replays. And so how many of those goals are direct result of Kulak making horrific plays? I saw one. So I and, – and, and here's my other thing to me. Are the Oilers still believers that they're a playoff team and that they're a playoff contending team? I think they are. Well, Brett Kulak was pretty good in the playoffs the last two years. Has Philip Broberg shown you anything that he's going to be as good – as Kulak in the playoffs. Because that's what you have to ask yourself. You have to ask yourself, is he going to be as good as what Kulak's given us the last two playoff years? And Kulak isn't old. I don't see Kulak suddenly falling off a cliff. He's only 29 years of age. All right, great skater. So to me, that's that's the question you have to ask yourself. You, you can't... You, you can't just move guys out and be like, wow, we got to give a young guy. I understand that. But when you're a team that's in the window to contend, it's a little bit harder to do. It just is. So I'd be leery of that is all I'm saying. I, I don't think it's it's that simple of, oh, yeah, move out Kulak, open up a door for Broberg. Okay, so then what happens if Broberg isn't ready for it? And if his strength, which is my assessment, and talking to some scouts, when you look at Broberg losing some Tight battles, which there's going to be way more of in the playoffs. If he's not strong enough in the regular season, how's he magically going to get strong enough by playoff time? So, me personally, that's not a risk that I would be uh, wanting to do. But that's just me. I'm not the GM. Hey, Gregor, Tampa Bay has rookie uh, come in and play a championship all the time because of sporting cast around them. Uh, Really? Let's go look. Well, first of all, don't make statements that are incorrect. Let's look at Tampa Bay's defense corps when they won the Stanley Cup, which was, of course, in 2020. Do to do. Here's their defenseman that they had. Right? You had Cernak, who's 230 pounds, not a rookie. You had Kevin Shattenkirk, Sergachev, Hedman, Ryan McDonough, Zach Bogosian, Luke Shin. There's no rookies. On that uh, decor. Then you go the next season. And uh, who do they got on the back end? Oh, Jan Ruda. Was he like, they brought him over. He was 30 years of age. Ryan McDonough. Sergachev. Hedman. Cernak. And David Savard. Right? Cernak was the youngest one. Yes. Wasn't a rookie. Right? Huge 230-pound guy. But, man, they had a killer D. But none of them were rookies. So... Again, I just, if you still believe that the Edmonton Orders are supposed to contend come playoff time for a cup, Brett Kulak's been really good in the playoffs the last two years. You got to be pretty certain that the guy who's replacing him is going to be at least as good. And there's nothing from Philip Broberg that tells me that's a for sure. So that's why I'd be rather hesitant to uh, just get rid of Kulak for that. It's a big risk. Now, it might work out. I'm not saying it's not a guarantee it won't, but my one concern about Broberg is his strength. And in the playoffs, there's way more battles. And if his strength isn't there, 
Well, now what happens? Now you're losing more battles. Maybe you lose a battle to key time. Boom. Goal goes in. Game over. I'd be here. I'd be hesitant for sure. It's after four o'clock. Let's get to the comments. Sports 1440 update brought to you by Fountain Tire. And the road ready sales event is on right now. We can get $225 off select tires and an additional $50 in savings when you book any Fountain Tire, any one of their, uh, their services at FountainTire.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.